Welcome to Straight Out of Savannah, Talking with Tammy, a podcast that showcases people you may not know who are choosing to use their gifts to inspire and move the planet. Thank you so much for joining us on Straight Out of Savannah, talking with Tammy. This is my guest, Amanda Rose. I'm super excited that she has decided to join me all the way from Ontario, Canada. Um, we're going to have an amazing conversation. She's going to tell you a little bit about who she is and what it is that she does that she can help you. Amanda, take it away. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Um, everyone, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we're definitely going to have an amazing conversation. Uh, so my name is Amanda Rose. I'm the CEO and founder of the Infinite Power of You Inc. and the co-founder of the No BS Biz Co Limited. I'm a business mindset uh, and wealth coach. I am a motivational speaker. I'm an actor. I'm a multi-published author. <laughs> Basically, do everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, yeah, I was going to say, I'm that entrepreneur. Um, and that's just part of the fun of getting to show up and get into our creativity and put it out into the world. So a big part of what I do is connecting with people and seeing what it is for their vision and how to bring it to life, uh, particularly through the online space medium to build businesses. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that is what's up. So Amanda, how did you get to the place where you decided that this was what you wanted to do? I mean, you weren't doing this like all your life. <laughs> um, oh gosh. Uh, it's been such a wild journey and I feel like most entrepreneurs uh, can definitely share in that uh, description. So for me, I went to college to do acting for film and television. And when I graduated, it was into the 2008 recession. And the hard thing in Canada is that most of our film productions are from US companies. The weirdest thing in the world happened for once in I think 100 years, the Canadian dollar was stronger than the US dollar. So none of the film productions were happening up here. And it was it was quite a shock because I kind of felt like my dreams had been ripped out from under me at that point. Um, the recession was pretty difficult up here. I couldn't even get a job at McDonald's. I just, it was a, about a year where I was very fortunate to be floated by my parents who were able to save some extra money to help me out and get on my feet. And when I finally got a job, it was door-to-door sales. <laughs> Far cry from what I had envisioned for my life at that point. Um, so I kind of job hopped a little bit. I did the door-to-door for a while, a little bit of retail. And then I got into this interesting job where we did live in-store sales presentations. And some of the people watching this might remember those old commercials with the Ginzu knife and it cut through the can. They were on yes. in the 90s. <laughs> yes. So that was the company that I worked for. Um, and we had mops and knives and basically a lot of household items. And it was a really fun job. It was really exciting for quite a while. I was really good at selling. Um, but uh, we had this big management shift and the guy who came in was a nightmare. I couldn't focus anymore. I felt really horrible going in each day and 100% commission. I couldn't sell. So I wasn't making money going to work anymore. So I just basically said, all right, I guess this is it. <laughs> and I gave my notice. And at that point, I didn't know what I wanted to do anymore. I knew I was burnt out. I didn't want to work for anybody else. I had still really a big passion for acting in the arts, but 
that hadn't really taken off. I'd gotten a few small roles here and there, a tiny TV role and a, in a commercial, but it, nothing that I could live off of at that point. And so I found out that the company that uh, uh, was an MLM was looking for people in Canada because they just opened up in the area and I had lost 138 pounds losing like with their products. So I was like, okay, I can sell this. I can get behind this. Like I believe in this stuff. And so that's, that's what I did. I got my introduction to entrepreneurship uh, through network marketing, which of course is nothing like selling in store <laughs> where people actually show up to shop. Um, so I did that for quite a while. Um, like most people going into entrepreneurship, I assumed that, you know, I was going to be a millionaire in a year because everybody tells you that that's possible. <laughs> that's the thing. Um, made $600 that first year. <laughs> So not what I expected, um, but I was really determined to make it work. And I'm so happy being at home. I'm such a homebody. So for me, it was something that I was able to stick it out and keep learning and growing. And if there was a way to fail, I found it. Um, I really just threw everything I had out there and learned as I went. So that was my biggest introduction into it. Um, five years after that, um, Things were doing better. I was kind of making about 800 to 1,000 a month through my network marketing. And uh, and then my husband comes home one day and I'm in the middle of a call with somebody. So I, I'm on a Zoom conference and he's like, middle of the day, comes home and he passes me this letter. So I'm like awkwardly telling this person like, oh, I'm sorry, give me a moment. And I open up this letter and it's like, oh, my husband's been laid off. And I was like, oh, excuse me. I, uh, oh uh, my goodness, I have to go. <laughs> It was straight out of a sitcom. It was so funny. Um, and it was it was kind of this wake-up call. Um, at the time, we had a mortgage, we had car payments. I mean, you can't live off of $1,000 a month. So no. I realized I finally had to face getting through my money mindset and figuring out what was going on because, you know, I, I've always been the, the A student on the honor roll, on the, you know, the, that high achiever. But for some reason, it wasn't translating into the real world and, and turning into money in the bank. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I went, okay, I can't face going to get another job. It's just not happening at this point. And my husband had been so miserable at the job he had been with that I didn't want him to have to go and get another job either. But we didn't really have very many options. So what I did is I got my hands on as many books as I could that were about mindset and around money. Um, my favorite one was Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker. And I really tried to figure out what was going on. And it was wild because just as I was getting into it, I wasn't implementing much of this yet, but I was working on myself. And for the first time ever, people were reaching out to me asking me, how do I get involved with this stuff? And I'm like, where'd you come from? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you are, what's happening? So it was really quite a strange sensation. Um, and it was it was a tough few months while we were figuring it out, while we were budgeting the heck out of what we had left in savings to try and make it through that period. But um, after that six months, we ended up manifesting over six figures. And it was just such a wild transformation in our lives. So we moved. Um, I got into finally publishing my books, which I've been wanting to do for a very long time. And then one thing led to another. I was like, everybody's got to know about this mindset stuff. This is amazing. So that's what I jumped into and in teaching that. And, and then people wanted to know, well, how do you get your books out? And so I started teaching that and just one thing led to another and to where I am today. It's just all from that very pivotal, few pivotal moments that were catalytic and moving me forward. I was going to say, so 
when you talk to other entrepreneurs, especially new ones, mm-hmm. what are some of the things that you say to them um, to dispel some of those, uh, you're going to be a millionaire in a year? Oh, I, I think that's the hardest part right now, particularly for any entrepreneur who's focused in the online space, because mm-hmm. that's all you see all day long is, you know, this person made $10,000, this person's at their million dollar mark. And um, a lot of it's exaggeration as well. We, you don't know whether they're talking about their sales figures or whether they're talking about their actual net revenue. There's, they don't tell oh, they you. Talk about their job. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you kind of have to read between the lines with some of these people. Um, and, and to know that a lot of it is, I'm not going to say it's flat out lies, but it can be an exaggeration for sure. Um, so that's part of it. Um, and also that building a business, there's so many different aspects to it. I always equate it to being a thousand piece puzzle and you don't even know what the image looks like that you're trying to put together. Like you're just kind of slamming pieces and and slowly getting a feeling for it because there, there's everything going on that we have to learn. And, And almost every entrepreneur is a solopreneur in the beginning where we have to wear all the hats. You got to learn how to do your accounting, your backend. You got to figure out your marketing and your sales strategies. You got to figure out the product development, the distribution, like it goes on and on and on. And you are the VA. And you're the VA. Like, yes, you're you're the everything. And it's, it's a lot. And you're not good at all of the things, even though you might tell yourself you're really good at all. I think that's how right. we get through the first few years. I mean, like I'm great at everything. Yes. <laughs> the only way. Yes. Um, but the truth is there's a lot of stuff that we kind of stink at, but we just kind of muddle through because it has to get done. Yes. Um, so really when it comes to being a new entrepreneur is be okay with the fact that it's it's going to take some time to learn. Um, it doesn't mean it has to be a grueling journey or that it has to take forever to get profitable, but that you're not a failure if you're not profitable right away. You're not a failure if you don't know how to market and sell what you're doing. Just because you can't sell it doesn't mean that whatever you're selling isn't phenomenal. You know, your product or service could absolutely be groundbreaking, but there's a difference. And I think the biggest difference um, that's easiest to articulate is if we think of authors, we celebrate best-selling authors, not best-written authors. There's a big distinction there. And it's nothing to do with the quality of the work. It's all about the sales and the marketing. Yes. And that, yes, yes. Say that. Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can speak to that because my first book was a bestseller, but it was a, an anthology. So, you know, those are way easier to get the bestseller because you got more people working to get of course, it. Of course, yes. <laughs> you know, you, you got everybody doing their lives and whatever, you know, to get this book out and stuff and get it. Yeah. But, you know, so my second one was this one that did not get a bestseller. Oh, I love the cover. Oh, my gosh. Right? That's amazing. Sorry. It did not get a bestseller, but it sold a lot. I mean, I sold a lot of copies which was amazing. Well, and, and I think that's, it's funny. Um, and I love that you bring that up too, because the, the truth of bestseller, as you and I know, is it's a condensed number of sales in a short time period. That's all yes. that that means. It's not even like a that burst. big of a deal because you're right. You can have more sales over time because mm-hmm. the anthology, for example, they could have had a ton of sales driven to it. And then as everybody starts to move on to their other projects, the sales dwindle. That's exactly. I mean, and it was, it was amazing when I started looking at that because this one I did. Well, I had somebody help me do it, but the marketing and all that stuff I did. 
because mm-hmm. it just didn't look it just didn't happen <laughs> that's just what I'm gonna say <laughs> um, <laughs> you know I'm gonna stay positive you know but uh it just didn't happen so I I did it you know but I just you know I learned some things from some people like you said and I did some some research and I google university and YouTube <laughs> university and I like, for them. <laughs> yes and then I did a lot of praying <laughs> Part of any good strategy. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is something's gonna give and it's gonna work. Because I was almost like, like I almost felt like the ball was dropped, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know about nobody else, but that's not gonna work for me. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I'd laugh. I said I had a a guy I interviewed for uh, let me see, he was a numerologist. And so he did my chart and shared it nice. with me. Yeah, it was really nice. And I, cause I, I'm not, I don't know numerology at all. I don't know astrology. I mean, I know my moon, my sun, and I just learned my, my rising, <laughs> you know, but I'm not, I don't know. I mean, I just don't know it. And so he was explaining to me and he was like, you know, you're supposed to be entrepreneur. He goes, you're not supposed to be working for nobody. <laughs> I was like, yeah, about <laughs> that. <laughs> Is there a written guarantee that comes with that? Right. Is there like a check on the other side? You know, how does that go? But um, but it was amazing, you know, and it and he just he kind of broke down some things for me. And so I was like, okay, all right. So then, you know, for me, that starts me to looking for things, right? Because yeah. you know, when you get a reading from somebody and they tell you something, then you start looking. Because you're like, oh, okay, well, because it's at the forefront of your mind. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, let's check this out. <laughs> yes, this is going to show up. <laughs> but yeah, so, um, but anyway, it was, it was amazing um, how he shared that and stuff. And we, and was right during the interview. <laughs> so it was pretty neat, you know, and I was like, okay. And he didn't tell me he was going to do that, you know, because he was like, well, you know, what are we going to talk about? I'm like, well, you know, we're going to talk about you. This interview is about you. We're going to share. I'm going to ask you some questions. We're going to roll from there. He's like, oh, okay. And then he broke down that chart for me. And I was like, wow. I love <laughs> that. It was. It was super amazing. Because I was like, look at this. But uh, but yeah. So when you, um, what do you work with your clients on first? Oh, wait, no. You work with your clients on mindset first. Oh, it's, you know, I think it's, it's, it, it's, yes, it's mindset first, but it's also mindset with action because we always learn better when we're actually moving towards the goal. That's when the universe starts popping up with all of the, <laughs> the little trials and challenges. And that's when we can actually implement what we're focusing on and what we're, we're learning on the mindset element of it. Um, because I, I feel like a lot of people want to spend a ton of time learning before they actually get into action. It's really just because we're scared. We're scared of trying, we're scared of failing, we're scared to death of actually succeeding. Like we're scared of everything basically. And it's pushing through that learning. You can show up and you can try things while you're still learning. You're never gonna feel comfortable. So we may as well go, okay, here's the strategic part. Like, you know, here's how we're gonna launch it or here's the distribution channel we're gonna reach out to depending on their business type. And then on the back end, as they're going through it and they're hitting roadblocks, it's like, okay, well, let's examine that. Let's see what's going on underneath. You know, what's, 
What's stopping you from reaching out to this person to ask for the sale? What's going on underneath there? What's the self-talk that's happening? And then we can start to see where their, their fears really are. And okay, well, we've got a limiting belief there. Where did that come from? Is that really true? Or was that just an experience that stuck with you that we can let go of so that we can move forward? So we kind of do it in a very active process. Nice, nice. So now did you get any training on that? Or was this something that just just flowed through you? A lot of it has been self-learned. Um, but I mean, having said that, there's, I mean, there's nothing new in the world. Like we're all just old ideas and our own take on it. And I think that's something we all <laughs> need. To, I know yeah. some people think that they were, you know, sent down to to relay a message, but they're really relaying a message. Really you saw that too? I thought that was just me. No, I see it too. So you came down from heaven just to tell us this. Oh, sometimes, I mean, the, the guru types were like, okay, you do you. That's okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think it's always important that we recognize, you know, it's, it's things that we've learned and then it's our own spin on them and our own way of using them in our lives that we can convey and, and show clients that way. Um, like for example, law of attraction is one of the main things that I talk about and teach. I didn't make that up. That's been around for forever and different people have taught it. I just teach it in the way that it made the most sense to me from all of the different sources that I learned from. Yes. Um, and I find for me, uh, books are some of the best teachers. They, they have in-depth information. Um, I think the problem for a lot of people is not having the focus and concentration to read enough of them. <laughs> that is right. I, and, you know, they could be like me. Like I have, I don't know, I'm reading probably four or five books right now. And then doing, <laughs> I got a couple of courses I'm doing. So it's like, same. I just love digesting information. Me too. I, I was telling somebody, if I could just study for about four or five years, <laughs> yes. you know, cause I, cause I was like, cause my mom was like, you went to school. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to probably go get my metaphysical degree because that's mm -hmm. what I want to do. I said, but I'm not going right now. It's going to be probably be next year sometime. Cause I, I, I don't want to put, you know, any more things, you know, cause like I said, you know, and for me, sometimes I won't even read the whole book. I'll just skim around, <laughs> you know, skip around to the parts that interest me or, you know, or whatever jumps out and I don't even finish the whole book, but I have it there for reference. Yeah. So, you well, know, I, I, I think sometimes it. we get a lot out of it by flipping through like that too, because mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you, you feel this in some ways too. Like I always find the universe is guiding us to exactly what we need to see at the right time. Yes. A page in a book, a person that we're connecting with, uh, yes. an advertisement that gives us exactly the information we need or an inspiration. Like there's all the different things come along at the right time and the right place for us to be able to grow and move forward. Yes, I agree with that. And it's like, and it's funny because sometimes you're reading the book and you get to a section or a chapter or something and it's like, what is this even about? <laughs> Or, or you don't, you don't uh, get it at that moment. You know, it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. And then once you go and read some more stuff or whatever, sometimes you'll be guided to go back and, you know, get that yeah. chapter or whatever. But yeah, sometimes you're like, okay, no, see, I don't even know what this is about. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I, I love the honesty of that because it's so, it's so true. Like some things where we're just not in that moment or, or, or that time where you read the page over six times and you're like, I'm still not, it's not being absorbed. I, I give up. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm telling and, and you know, I find that with some, even some courses because I'm, I'm going back on courses that I already paid for that I bought maybe like two years ago. <laughs> and I was like, and at that point I couldn't get it or I couldn't pull it together. Or maybe I was at a different space. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, oh, I see what she's talking about now. Oh, so I'm supposed to do this. Oh, you know, and I find that that is, that's the case. I know for me, it's like, I'll go back and I'll pick up, you know, stuff that I, I bought like a couple of years ago or something that even some of the freebies that, you know, that you get, I'll go back and look at those because what I notice is that a lot of people don't even look at the darn freebies. They sign Most up for them and they- yeah, it's and, it's a fascinating like thing that we I think they probably will have almost a little bit of a phase out because I think most of us are starting to realize that we don't do anything with the freebie like we we really show up when we invest money like and even if that's a small amount like instead of it being free if it's 10 bucks well I paid the 10 bucks I better at least put in some effort to give a look at this thing you know like we're <laughs> creatures of habit in that way. Yes, yes, yes. And I know for me, what I found too is some of the really lower price things. Mm. Ooh, it's like, um, those are the people a lot of times that are like in your inbox every day and want to ask you 9,500 questions. (laughs) (laughs) But I noticed that things when they're a little more pricier and I'm not talking about you know twenty thousand dollars but I, I know that those people definitely are not in your inbox asking you fifty thousand questions <laughs> but um it's, wild, you know, isn't it? it's like they're the neediest <laughs> ones and you're almost like <laughs> the block button was made for. <laughs> yes you're like no no or, or or people will reach out to you, you you do a live or something they'll reach out to you and say something like um, so I would like to get, you know, whatever it is that you have, you know, like, like, I think I had, I had offered like a DNA activation or something and that's a lot of energy. And so people were thinking that I was going to give that away. And I'm like, no, no, that's a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah. I, and people forget sometimes like it's, it's, uh, we can laugh about it as entrepreneurs, but it's so weird when somebody shows up and expects something for for free or for next to nothing or whatever it is that they're trying to haggle you on. And it's like, no, no, that doesn't work like that around <laughs> running a business. You can't you can't go to like Walmart and say, well, this cheese block that's $5, I'll give you $1. They are gonna <laughs> laugh at you. <laughs> Right. That's what I'm, I'm like, no, this is not Haggle City. <laughs> We're not doing that. You know, this is the price. You don't know. And if you don't like it, go away. Right. I had somebody laugh and I said, now I did an activation for my mom for free. But I did it for her. For my, that's what I was gonna say. I did it for her for Mother's Day. You know, but uh I think one other person I did it like to practice or something like that. But other than that, no. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, do y'all, do you know? <laughs> I said, do you know when you do those do do energy work that it it takes a lot out of you? You know, and it's it does. there's no it's way a, it can be. It's a big deal. 
and, and you know, it's you'd never ask somebody at a nine to five, like, oh, well, would you go to work for free today? Like, no, of course you wouldn't. <laughs> and not just going, man, my boss is great. I'm going to give them eight hours. <laughs> Come on. I was going to say, you get mad if they don't want to pay you right. Exactly. <laughs> like if, if they offer you minimum wage or something, you're sitting there going, I'm not working for free. <laughs> and it feels just like that. You know, you feel, I had my husband laugh and I said, you feel kind of grimy, you know, and it's like, I don't want to feel that way. <laughs> All right. So what is something that, and I always ask this because I think it's an interesting question, but what is something that you're curious about that has nothing to do with your life or your business? Oh, um, I think for me, one thing that I've always been really fascinated in um, is Japanese culture. I've always just been very drawn to it. I think I've probably had a past life there. I was going <laughs> to say. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I feel it in my heart and my soul. Um, my my friends and, and my husband and family all giggle because like I 99% of the time only will eat with chopsticks. <laughs> like I just really enjoy that. I've always said I wanted to learn the language. I've half-heartedly attempted a few times. I, I need a motivator like to actually book a trip to I think hunker down and do it. <laughs> yeah, so you can actually because because you know you can just use your phone now. <laughs> I know it's amazing. They got apps that'll teach you. <laughs> you just talk into it, you talk into it, and then you put put the language you wanted to talk back and it talks the language out. <laughs> okay. I mean, who could have imagined this? Like, I always think about, you know, if we went 10, 15, 20 years ago, <laughs> like, we were in the space age here. <laughs> it almost makes you really want to sit down and just think of some stuff <laughs> so we can invent something for 10, 20 years down the road, you know? <laughs> right? You're like, hey, let me see what I can think of. It's not out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So I have one other question. Um, where do you see yourself going with your business in the future? I mean, do you see oh, like a, because uh, we all, right? Oh, yes. And I think that's part of the journey is the evolution and the fact that it, it doesn't necessarily stay the same. And I think that's something that's, I think that's something that makes it interesting because otherwise we'd all be bored and not want to do it anymore. <laughs> yes, we would. Yes, we would. You would say yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, for, um, so my second company, the No BS Bisco um, that I have with a partner, um, we're really looking into getting to do uh, live speaking events uh, now that the world is starting to open back up. Um, so for big corporations, but we also would love to, you know, have some that are booked out that we've done with our own setup um, for some just really big events, like 10,000 plus people. That's where our kind of vision is for that company. Um, retreats would be really wonderful. Again, as soon as it's safe and we're allowed, that's a hard thing right yes. now. It's just kind of pacing it out with, you know, what's what's legal because the yeah. help was in here for all things. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's a big part for that company. Um, for my company, the Infinite Power of You, um, my biggest goal, um, it's kind of my life goal, is I want to positively impact a billion people through my work. And that doesn't mean they have to buy from me, but whether it's a post that they read and it inspires them to do something, whether it's a book that they pick up, whether they take a course, whether they 
see something like this and they get inspired by it or they have a takeaway that really is impactful. That's for me, the biggest thing. So um, opportunities like this are always so deeply appreciated so that there's this opportunity to have a platform to speak. So get, getting out in that way, um, uh, with the books, there's a lot going on. Um, I have a science fiction series and we're actually working on getting out uh, the first comic book versions of the sci-fi, so that's gonna be cool. Nice. <laughs> that is gonna be nice. Yeah. I'm, wow, I cannot wait for that. I'm super excited about that. It's exciting. It's It's been quite a journey. Um, and it's been really exciting to see, you know, what was in my head and what's in the book come to life on the page. So that's been really a lot of fun. Yes, that's, yeah, yeah. See, and that's the thing. I love to hear entrepreneurs that begin to get out of this place where they are being creators. Yes. Okay. It's huge. You know? It's huge being able to tap into that. It is because it's like, sometimes you, I don't know about for you, but for me, so I went to nursing school because I had went to college for a couple of years and I didn't have no degree. I had jumped all over the place and <laughs> three or four different majors. And so I had all these <laughs> courses, but no degree. And then I, I had a couple of kids cause I did something stupid. And, um, and then I, um, I had my second baby and my mom said, you need to go to nursing school because you'll always have a job because your husband is not right. <laughs> hey, it was the truth and I knew it. Right. And so I said, uh, okay. And so that was why I did that. You know, it wasn't about, you know, my dream or nothing like that. Cause to be honest with you, that was never anywhere near my dream. <laughs> but it's the, I call it the family business because my mom's a nurse and a bunch of her sisters and I mean everybody's a nurse in my family most you know we got a few doctors and got a few you know but large majority of them are nurses and so I was like okay and so as I started moving you know down to okay I need to figure out what it is I want to do and what I like and what I love you know kids are raised all that you know stupid husband's gone I got a good one now <laughs> so it's like okay you know and it's like okay so when I started diving into creative stuff it was like wow you know, this is so nice you know and the writing when I started diving into that and now I'm like looking at all kinds of other things that's why that comic book thing was so intriguing now I'm not going to do a comic book but I love <laughs> the fact that you're doing it <laughs> And it, it just, to me, I mean, who would really think about that? You know what I mean? It's, you know, it's, it's a different way to, I, I think I love the idea of always getting outside of the box to being able to, you know, yes. okay, everybody else is doing this, but what aren't they doing? Like what, what's not happening that frequently? And yes. I love jumping on those ideas. Um, I'm sure you probably noticed even, um, the, the trends of the online space. I mean, it's just, it's kind of funny. It's almost like high school sometimes, but yes. a few years ago, the entire online space was like a sea of rose gold because a few big coaches went rose gold and then everybody changed their branding. It was like a sea of yes. beige. Scroll and it was like beige after beige. And I, I like, noticed that. I hated it. I was like, Me there's too. no originality. Come on. <laughs> I know. I, I I saw that too. And I was like, because somebody else said that to me, they were like, 
oh, well, you should do pink. I was like, if I do pink, it's going to be pink and purple. Yeah, not, not, purple not, not the like quintessential whatever everybody else is doing. No, not doing that. Because oh, yeah. the thing is, is, I mean, even when they change their stuff to rose gold, they still didn't make no money. <laughs> that's, that's the key. It's, it's actually, it's the same thing when um, new social media platforms came out. Like when Clubhouse came, everybody was like, oh, I'm going to make my fortune over there. Meanwhile, they ain't making no sales already. So they don't know how to do it. They have no idea how to make sales yet, but they're trying to jump onto that form thinking it's going to work. Months pass by, they waste their time, then all of a sudden they're back on Facebook trying to figure it out again. And it's like, you, you got to get the basics down first. <laughs> and you're right about that. Because I remember, because everybody was like, oh, Clubhouse, I need an invite. I need an invite. You know, I'm not, I was on the oh, They were panicking stuff. over it. I was like, I don't even want an invite. <laughs> don't bother. <laughs> exactly. And then people, we did an invite train and, you know, people that were in and started. And then, and you know, I like Clubhouse, but it's, it's a different vibe. Oh, it's very different. And you know, it's I a think different vibe. For me, I like permanence and I like repurposing. And so for me, the fact that it's one done and gone yeah. doesn't really resonate. I mean, that's, I, I, that's why I like writing books. It's alive for, you know, forever or until like, and you can go back and look at it you know like you go on on instagram or facebook or even what's that twitter you can go back and look at it you know you can go back and re-watch because i i re-watch my videos just so i can see because sometimes yes not only that sometimes i go someplace i don't even know where i go consciousness stream you know it's not always you speaking so exactly go back and get some popcorn and enjoy the show and exactly go back and say hey you know i'm gonna see you know but yeah so that's 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 yeah that's that I, I agree with that all right so share with the people um what you have coming up if you have a program or something that you're you're working on filling coming up um and share with them your details for them to connect with you yes um Gosh, there's a lot of irons in the fire right now, but I think the one that's probably going to be um, most beneficial for a lot of entrepreneurs uh, is my partner and I were creating a Kajabi training. So we're going to teach entrepreneurs how they can build their Kajabi website and also make it profitable within two weeks of setting it up. Um, I think one of the biggest things for entrepreneurs is learning about automation, systemization, and also creating passive income streams. There's so many of us who we get into entrepreneurship, but we've been so trained through traditional jobs about working income that that's how we try and run our businesses but ideally you want more passive income so you want to take the winter off you can and the money's still coming into your account that's that's good so that's what we basically want to help everybody achieve um so any service-based uh, creators this is going to be really fantastic um the way that we're doing this is if you sign up through our referral link, you get into the training for free. If you already have Kajabi, it's only $100 to get into the training and learn how it all works. That is so nice. And let people know how they can connect with you. Oh, yes. Uh, so basically, Facebook's the best way to get me. Um, if you look up at Amanda Rose Author, you will get in touch with me. I'm all over Facebook. If you're on Facebook, you'll find me. <laughs> yes. Yes, because I think I saw you first in the women, women helping women, maybe. Very likely. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I'm trying to think. I think the first time I saw you, you were thicker. Uh, we, gosh, you know, I'm trying to think of 
Because it's been a few years. It's been a few years, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I tend to stick in a core group of, you know, entrepreneurial Facebook groups. Some of them I end up going, yeah, okay, I don't like this vibe as much as I thought I used to. Um, but for the most part, there's, you know, a core group that I try and stay in there and, you know, put the message out. And I think I think that's one of the best ways for entrepreneurs to connect in general and have a support yes. system is to, you know, participate, even if entrepreneurs are not your target market, you know, get right. those friendships built and support each other. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I actually met a Facebook friend just the other day and it was like amazing, you know, like in person. That's wonderful. It was. I was like, this is like the second one I, I met here where I am in Washington. It was like, wow. She's like, well, I can meet you. I was like, yes. <laughs> you know, now I even took a picture and posted it because I was like, oh man, you know, this is so neat. I said, you never get to meet people, you know, face-to-face anymore. <laughs> you know, well, and the, I think that's the hardest thing is, it, you know, in general, like we don't go out the way we used to. And, uh, and particularly, you know, online, we, we can be on opposite sides of the planet. So it's not always the, you know, possibilities to get together. So it's so cool that you did. Exactly. I, and, and it's funny, it's a few more here and they're all saying, we got to get together. We got to get together. You know, and I was like, I laugh. I said, yeah, I said, we'll, we'll do it. I said, we'll just take our time. And, you know, as things open up, which I don't know, it's, it's so crazy now to me, just looking at the whole situation with this pandemic, it's like, I don't even know. Cause it's like, I don't know if it's any better than it was, but now they're opening things up and it's like, I don't know. I know. I don't, I don't. It's weird. I, I, and, and I mean, it's not like we haven't had plagues before i yeah, mean yeah. you know humanity has had its fair share it's just mm-hmm. how long is this one gonna stick around <laughs> i'm sure it will eventually go away but when who knows i don't know i'm, I'm kind of getting used to wearing the mask <laughs> but you know what's why you can't see what people look like <laughs> it's it, it's funny um because it used to be you couldn't go into a store wearing a mask. They'd be like, what are you going to come and rob the place? <laughs> it's like, you're not allowed in here. Without a mask. <laughs> right. And it's like, okay. You're looking, it's like, and sometimes it's good because you have the mask on and it's covering your face because you, you know, you might want to be laughing at somebody or something. <laughs> yeah, they Speak. can't tell what's going on. Right. <laughs> I thought about it. I, I work at a, like a, a assisted living. So I work with like really old people <laughs> and it's so funny because sometimes they say things and they'd be so funny and you don't want to laugh in their face, but it's so hard for me to, 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 you know, stop laughter. <laughs> so I'm glad I have the mask on. So I'm like grinning under the mask. That <laughs> sounds like me. I, I will laugh at, at inappropriate things sometimes. <laughs> See, that's what, that's how we found each other <laughs> because yeah, you and I are very similar. I love, I love humor. I, I just feel like so many people take themselves way too seriously and we're all they just do. having this human experience. Like just yes. laugh about it. <laughs> exactly. Just look, shut it down. Don't worry about it. All right. So that's what we have to do right now. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us on straight out of Savannah. Um, talking with Amanda Rose. This has been amazing. She is an awesome young woman 
and a beautiful spirit, you know? And so if you are looking to, you know, up your game with your business, you might want to contact her and connect with her and see, you know, what you can find. And I'm sure she has also a lot of free videos and stuff that you can watch if you want to, you know, just see what she's about and all that stuff. But she's amazing. Um, I've been watching her for a while. She just didn't know. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you so much. And we appreciate your time. We thank you for watching us on Mupo TV. This has just been amazing. And listening to us wherever you listen to podcasts. So Amanda Rose, thank you so much for joining me. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. (laughs) Bye now. I know you've been blown away with the amazing Valley here today. Now go out and inspire the planet. And be sure to send us a message when you're ready to come talk about it. I'm straight out of Savannah. Talking with Tammy.